Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's open up a hand clap of praise for Jesus tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to the name of the Lord. I want to welcome everyone to the house of the Lord this evening. Thank you for coming this evening. May the Lord richly bless each and every one tonight. Welcome those watching by the live stream. We thank you for tuning in this evening. Praise the Lord. We're going to open up with... Uh, some uh, prayer requests and with prayer tonight, and so we want to remember uh, Sister Kathy Mabry in our prayers tonight. She is still battling sickness. We want to ask the Lord to touch her body uh, that she'll get over this. Uh, she was already not able to be with us this past Sunday, so we want to ask the Lord to touch her body, and also uh, Sister Michelle I wasn't able to be here tonight. She has gotten sickness as well. We want the Lord to touch her body uh, this evening and uh, give her strength uh, to get over this message uh, that she has. And is there anyone that has a special spoken request tonight that you want us to uplift in prayer? Jesus. She'll remember that need tonight. Yes, ma'am. I see your hand. those before the Lord this evening. Anyone else? Yes. Let's remember Pastor in prayer tonight. I know he's uh, been a little under the weather this week, so let's ask the Lord to just touch his body and anoint him for the teaching tonight. Let's uh, ask the Lord to touch Sister Kessie uh, as she leads worship tonight. Uh, that the Lord just anoint her, her vocal cords and, and her lungs. She has uh, been dealing with it too, so uh, it's just it's, uh, going around. But the Lord is mightily able. Let's just stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Just how you yes, all right. All right. All right. How about unspoken requests? Let them lift their hand. Lord knows every need and every situation. 
Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this come evening to, you, to magnify Lord, your name, the name that is above every name. You, Father. you know every need, every situation. Those who tonight, need a God, healing in their body, the Lord, need to be touched with sicknesses. Various ones, Heavenly Lord. Father. Lord, we, we speak your name over them right now, over their bodies right now, that this sickness will flee and will depart their body, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Lord, those who need comfort because lost loved ones right now, Lord, be that comfort to them, Jesus. Hallelujah. No one else can give comfort Bless like you do, Lord, Heavenly God, Father. Lord, we just ask you just to overwhelm us with your presence in this hour. Hallelujah. We are here to worship you and praise your name. We are here to glorify the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for your presence in this hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Sister Kessie comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
of Jehovah. Hallelujah. You know, nothing else truly matters but to be in His presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Troubles vanish. All, all go away when the presence of the Almighty. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for His presence. Hallelujah. There's nothing else that compares or matters but the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything else is just temporary. Just temporary. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is what we need. Hallelujah. Oh, the, the things that would happen in the kingdom of God if we could all just get that desire to remain in His presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to make some announcements tonight. Um, let me see here. We are the last week of September now. We have on Saturday our fellowship meeting. We will be meeting here on Saturday and be pulling out of the gate at 3.30. So anyone who wishes to uh, go with us, we'd love to have as many go with, uh, with us as possible to Fellowship Meeting Bible Center Assembly uh, up in Bowling Green. Uh, it's a great time of fellowship. We need to support our uh, uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord up there at Bible Center Assembly. You know, they, uh, Brother Pastor Stevenson just uh, took over pastorship. And so we need to support this uh, uh, great church of the Lord and kingdom of God. So we will be meeting here and leaving at 3.30. So be here before then or you miss the bus. So you can, you can ride along with us. We're going to roll out at 
3.30 Saturday. So remember that, and we'll have a great time in the Lord uh, on fellowship meeting. On Sunday, this will be the first Sunday of the month, October the 1st, this coming Sunday. It is our mission uh, Sunday, missionary offering will be taken up that Sunday. So remember that being the very first Sunday of the month. And also this uh, coming Sunday, uh, Pastor has requested for everyone to uh, uh, get here 20 minutes before service time and let's spend some time in prayer uh, before service on Sunday. Uh, back there in the fellowship hall, just to seek the Lord, to give Him praise uh, and glory, and just for Him just to have His way in our service. So we're going to do that Sunday morning, uh, 20 minutes before uh, service time. So uh, show up a, uh, some a few minutes earlier than what you may normally be used to, um, and we will have some time in prayer before service on Sunday. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Okay, uh, appreciate that. Uh, Sunday is the last day to where we'll be collecting items for the uh, church in Haiti, and so remember that uh, Sunday we will everything that we have gathered uh, we will be uh, sending off. So remember that uh, those watching by live stream and all that Sunday will be the last day to bring that in. Praise the Lord! Praise. I believe that is all the announcements just remember that being that we're getting ready to roll into the first of the month next week next wednesday will be our prayer meeting corporate prayer so remember that uh, on the fourth wednesday the fourth will be prayer meeting night we'll get together a corporate prayer uh next wednesday night one week from the night at this time i'm going to uh well we're going we're going to uh we're going to uh i had i had to, I had to back my thought my train up i'm gonna I'm gonna do the other thing here in just a minute. Right now, we're gonna we're gonna take just a moment for testimony. Uh, if anyone has a testimony that on their heart, something that they want to give praise uh, to Jesus for uh, this evening, if you have a testimony, and want to stand, I will give a brief one real quick. I thank the Lord that uh, He gave us safe trip over to uh, Missouri and back. My first time going over there. Me and Michelle's first time going over there into Missouri. I just thank the Lord for safe travels on the road, uh, his protected hand upon us, and having a great time in the Lord over there. So I give him praise and glory for keeping us. Anyone else have a testimony that they want to share with, with everyone tonight? Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Amen. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Praise His holy name. Anyone else want to stand and give testimony this evening? Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, go right ahead.
chévere.
That's good. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. At this time, I'm going to ask the blessing over the offering for Wednesday night. If you have an offering to bring, you know how we do it. Just bring it up, place it in the plate, greet one another in the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise and glory for this hour. And as we receive the offering for this Wednesday evening, take it for the furthest of your kingdom. And let all praise and glory come back to the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, let everyone say, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give tonight. Well, Jesus got a hold of my life and he won't let me go. Jesus got into my heart, he got into my soul. Used to be oh so sad, but I'm just God is good and all the time let's give him another hand clap of praise tonight uh, my thoughts and my plans was going one way for our teaching lesson tonight and um, I already had a, a good portion of it laid out and um, when I got up this morning and began to pray and think towards tonight's service, uh, the Lord sent me a total different direction. So I've learned never to question what God tells you to do. And uh, so I'm going to have uh, Brother Douglas here pass these handouts. These are our lesson commentaries that we will be using uh, this evening, you can be turning in your Bible to Matthew chapter 20. I'm going to read verses 20 through 28. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 20 beginning at verse 20 and going to read through 28. And um, I'm reading from the New King James Version um, of the text tonight. And this is what it reads like. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons, anybody tell me who Zebedee's sons was? James and John. Jesus had another name for them. Sons of Thunder. 
them two boys right there, they was, they was rough and rowdy fishermen before God got a hold of them. And I recall the reason why Jesus called them the sons of thunder, they wouldn't want to live town following Jesus, and the people wouldn't listen to Jesus. Old James and John, Brother Paul, told the Lord, do you want us to call far from heaven down? Burn them up? And so Jesus nicknamed them the sons of thunder. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let's, um, let's move on. Um, and he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am um, baptized with? They said to him, oh, yes, yes, we're able. So he said to them, you will indeed drink of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give. But it is for those whom uh, it is prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself. Amen. Notice he did not um, rebuke them in front of everybody else. There was an issue that needed to be addressed, so he called them off just him and those two. Amen. Because everything don't need to be brought out in public. Amen. I mean, give you an example. In today's world, you know, everybody don't need to uh, air out their dirty laundry on Facebook. Amen. Because we got, we got, we got to realize something. That the only Jesus some people have ever seen will be the life of a, a believer. And if I take a route that's not acceptable with the Lord, somebody, a sinner who needs God can see that, and they're always looking at an excuse to point a finger at you, you know. Uh, you can keep that person from believing in the Lord. But anyway, let's continue this, these scriptures. Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to serve, but to serve and to give his life for a ransom for many, just as the Son of Man come not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. We're going to talk about tonight the forgotten virtue of servanthood. The forgotten virtue of servanthood. Let's get on into our handout. And I've entitled this lesson this tonight, uh, mainly because in today's church, um, we have forgotten the meaning of both virtue and servanthood, and no longer understand the importance of both of them in the Christian life. Amen. First off, virtue. Let's talk about that. Virtue is defined by Mr. Webster as moral excellence or possessing moral standards. Now, it seems like that virtue has been tossed out the window, even in a lot of churches. But you've got to put the blame where a lot of the blame is, and that's the, what some preachers today are just telling everybody just as easy believism. That's all you got to do, uh, and you don't have to worry about nothing. 
But uh, as we're going to get into the lesson, we're going to find out that there's a lot more involved than just saying I believe. Because the Bible says, the Bible says the devils believe in one God and they tremble at it. But we all know the devils ain't going to be saved. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit more detailed than just saying uh, you know, I believe in God. Virtue is placed as the second quality that we should seek to achieve after the foundation of faith in our spiritual growth, even before knowledge. Now, in 2 Peter, Peter gives us, um, I forget how many there are, uh, seven or eight steps there in the first chapter that we are to use to grow by when we become a child of God. In 1 Peter 1 and 5, and I got this printed for you, and beside this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. The first thing we all get is faith. That's, that's the, the building block of our salvation with God. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. So faith there is that, uh, is that building stone. And of course we've got to have knowledge of the word. But in this, in this building process, Peter says, add to your faith virtue. And then to virtue, knowledge. So in this building block process... He puts virtue before gaining knowledge. The, what is it? Well, the first fruit of a true born-again experience is a changed lifestyle, changed attitude, changed overall direction in your life. Amen. That is the first fruit that a true born-again Christian has to uh, uh, begin to bear. And given scripture uh, uh, for everything that I'm saying, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, and that means woman too. That means woman too. Uh, you could um, really need to paraphrase this. If any person be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I got to go back to um, uh, my dear old uh, Bishop Carl Langdon. Uh, and, um, he was somewhere preaching a revival. You probably heard this story. Those of you that's been around the longest heard about him telling himself. But he's preaching revival. And he was sitting on the platform with the pastor of that church. He was there as an evangelist. And um, all of a sudden the door swung open and just looked like um, looks like a motorcycle gang. Uh, all dressed in leather and most, most of the dudes had hair way down here. And they came in and uh, sat on the back pew. They didn't cause another service. They listened to uh, uh, to the service and everything that he had when he preached. And um, uh, he noticed one of them had tears in their eyes. The Spirit of God was dealing with him. And so he went to him and he said, why don't, why don't y'all just give your life to the Lord? They said, God can take everything, rearrange it for you. He said, but you don't understand, preach. You don't understand. I, I like doing the drugs. I like all this other stuff. And uh, Brother Carl said, hey, if you, get, if you get saved and you uh, let us baptize you and the Lord fills you with the Spirit, I promise you, you can do anything you want to do. He looked kind of funny at him. You mean I can still do what I want? He said, anything you want to do. Well, they all come to the Lord. They were, they were baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. Brother Carl went back to that same church a little over a year later 
And he kept looking. He didn't see nobody recognized. He was he was wanting to know if, if they was still in it. But he didn't see them. And uh, uh, didn't know. Well, when the service was over, this one man came up. And he looked at Brother Powell and said, uh, you deceived me. He said, what? He said, he said, you remember the motorcycle gang came in last year? And um, uh, he said, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, I was the leader. He said, and uh, you, you, told, you told me that I could do anything, I continue to do anything I want to. He said, yeah. He said, once the Holy Spirit got control of my life, I didn't want to do that stuff that I used to do. Amen. I mean, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first fruit of a born-again Christian is a changed lifestyle, changed attitude, changed overall direction of your life. Now, secondly, the word servanthood. Servanthood is defined as one who serves others. That's pretty simple. One who serves others. If you were called and appointed in Christ, you were called to serve. And the gifts he gives you are to be used to serve others. Amen. Uh, God didn't call me in the ministry to have people wait on me hand and foot. I'm here to serve the body of Christ. And I've done my best to do that. You know what it means to serve? Uh, most most of my total ministry, some 53 years of ministry, uh, the churches that I have been, been with have not been big enough to support me financially and my family fully. Part of the way, but I've had to do other work and stuff because see, um, well, I'm not gonna I'm gonna go go down that trail and get on those, but uh, and I, I have had to work. Servanthood means when somebody knocks on your phone or on your door at two thirty in the morning, and you get up and you go to the door. And a, a, a young husband and wife is having a crisis situation. You get up and you sit around the kitchen table and you counsel with them, knowing fully well that at four o'clock, come what, whatever, you gotta you gotta get ready to go to work because you got a job that you gotta work on. Same thing about phone ringing in all, all hours of the night or whatever. See, and. We need to get understand and remember the forgotten virtue of servanthood. God has called us all to be servants. He's called us all uh, to be servants. Amen. So if you were called and appointed in Christ, you were called to serve. First Peter chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, and this is in the English Standard Version. Show hospitality one to another without grumbling. How many know you can do something, but if you grumble about it, you just wills not to do it because you're not going to get blessed by it. Amen. Grumble and complaining. You, do you know that's the biggest reason why God destroyed uh, the Israelites, the first generation to come out of Egypt, and uh, only two of them actually got to the promised land? God fed up with the grumbling and the complaining. Every time you turn around, they're griping, grumbling, complaining about one thing or the other. Amen. And uh, the Lord told them, he said, I'm, he said I'm, about, I'm about fed up with all this. But listen, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Amen. We are servants of one another. We're supposed to do what we can to help one another, pray for one another. And, and let, this is not in part of my lesson tonight, but I truly believe this is what God's placed in my spirit. One of the main reasons that this end-time church is going to have to go through some stuff before we get out of here 
God's going to have to do it to draw the church back together to unify the body of Christ. Amen. We've got to be, in, just like the church when it was birthed on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one mind and one accord. Amen. And so basically, we're going to break some stuff on ourselves if we don't get and line up to what the Word of God tells us. Amen. We have got uh, to come together and realize that we are here to serve one another. Now that brings it down to, to the point that I want to make about shunning self-promotion. Shunning self-promotion. Matthew chapter 20, 27, 28. We just read this a few minutes ago, opening up. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Hallelujah. Church, there's no room in the body of Christ for self-promotion. It's not there. Just beware a lot of these TV preachers. Amen. Uh, you, better, you better make sure that you're listening to the Spirit of God and don't receive every voice that tries to talk in your life. Because every, every voice that tries to speak to you is not for your betterment. Amen. They want to they try to uh, use you, take advantage of you. Amen. Uh, play on your emotions. Amen. So, uh, there's no room in the body of Christ for self-promotion. Our chief aim and motivation must be be to promote Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. That's got to be my chief motive. The reason I'm here. Why am I doing this here on a Wednesday night? Amen. I'm not trying to promote me. I'm trying to promote Jesus. The point of hurting world. People who are struggling. Who the devil's got all kind of demon and imps coming against him on the right and the left. Amen. Trying to serve. There are two main objectives for our teaching and preaching. Two main objectives. Lifting up Christ and edifying others. That's it. Amen. First of all, we've got to lift up Jesus Christ. Give him glory. Give him honor. Amen. And then we've got to try to edify or build up one another. Amen. Amen. Um, Sometimes you meet people, people come in, and you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know how many people, how many devils uh, that person had, had been fighting this week. That's why we should never be judgmental of one another. Amen. We should be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Uh, somebody, was, I, was, I don't remember who it was, and I was talking to me the other day. And, um, you know, I told him about, you know, I drove a Metro school bus for um, over 22 years. And um, he said, well, if, um, um, how was that for you? <laughs> All those kids, especially those project kids in Nashville. Uh, I said, well, the very first day when I started, I realized God put me there for more than just to draw a paycheck. Because I, this was my first afternoon to be by myself. I didn't have a, a, uh, another driver um, training me. I was at, at, at um, this elementary school. Buses was lined up, and there were two or three buses ahead of me. There was a, a school person out there. And when that school person gave the go-ahead, they expected all the buses just, you know, start rolling. And um, right at the time, right at the time that they was fixing to go out, matter of fact, the very first bus had started to roll. This little bitty boy came up to me, and all those years, no matter how old they was, 
everybody addressed me. They call, everybody called me Mr. Sam. This little boy came up, and uh, my first or second grader had his backpack. Mr. Sam, my backpack is broke. I need you to fix this. And I'm looking. All other buses in front of me is gone. And that uh, school person is telling me to come home. And I said, well, go back and sit in, back down in your seat because I've got to go now. I said, get your daddy to fix it for you when you get home. And he looked up at me in them big brown eyes. But, but Mr. Sam, my daddy's in heaven. That did it for me. I said, yeah, Lord, I know why you got me here. And we all should never get past the point that we are here to serve. Try to help somebody else. Amen. Like the song Joy uh, used to sing. I think you sung it once in Trial of the Kindness. When you, uh, did y'all sung that song years ago? Yeah, uh -huh. You see your brother standing down the road with a heavy load from the seed you've sown. We got a trial of the kindness. It started out to be a, a secular song, but it was turned into a gospel song. So let me let me move on. So our two main objectives in preaching and teaching is lifting up Christ and edifying others. Period. That's it. Jesus Christ, who was God incarnate, did not promote himself. Even when he healed someone. If you go back and read the Gospels, a lot of times when Jesus healed somebody, he would tell them, Brother Douglas, he says, don't tell nobody about this. Go on your way. Keep this to yourself. He wasn't trying uh, to uh, promote him on self, and he was doing that to be an example for everybody else that was going to follow him. Even in Isaiah chapter 42, Isaiah lived seven, over 700 years before Jesus was born, but Isaiah got all kind of prophecies that God showed him about the coming Messiah. And in Isaiah 42, it said, Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles, Notice this verse. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. Jesus was our finest example. Amen. And this, he didn't try to promote himself. If you have a gifting, a calling, a talent, that can be used in the kingdom of God, the Spirit of God will open up the door for you. Always remember that. You don't need to self-promote. Proverbs 18, 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. I recognized my call when I was 14 years old. And from that day, to this, I've never had to worry about having a place to preach. And I've never liked some. Being in the Nashville area, we got how many, it's three different interstates that, uh, that merge in Nashville, 24, 65, and 40. All right? So it's a, it's a hub. And uh, used to be all the time getting all kind of phone calls from guys coming through uh, uh, looking for a place to preach, uh, and you can pick it up. You know, I mean, they're not—they're not trying to come in and help your church or help your people. They just want to get another paycheck. Uh, <coughs> I've never self-promoted myself. I've never called another pastor and asked. Hallelujah, glory to God. But I will ask for prayer because my throat is giving out. <coughs> mm. Jesus was our example by how he served others. <coughs> Even by washing their feet, 
Hey, y'all want to say that? I've been digging with these allergies myself. Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 5 through 8 in the ESV version, English Standard Version. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count it equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. By taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Thank you. Jesus was God in the flesh. But he humbled himself. He became a servant. And that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. <coughs> Always remember this. Humility attracts the spirit of God more than ability, knowledge, and charisma. Some people depend on their ability, their knowledge, or charisma. But Humility attracts the Spirit of God more than anything. Matthew 18, 4. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest, um, greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 23 and 12. And whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that humbles himself shall be exalted. I found this out the hard way. God knows how to take you down a couple of notches if he has to. He knows how to take you down a couple of notches. Um, I believe much of the attitude of the world has crept into the church. Everybody is out for me, me, me. Even in, Think about it. Even in retail stores, customer service is a thing of the past. You can't get customer service nowhere. I mean, think about how, how the world is today. And it all comes from a spirit, a spirit of pride, the same sin that caused Lucifer to fall. Amen. So we got to be careful. Your old flesh, your carnal nature, Likes to be petted on. Likes to be lifted up. But we got to lift up Jesus and try to help one another. So let's humble ourselves and get back to the place where no matter what our position we hold, we are but simple servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. The forgotten virtue of servanthood. I'm, the Lord has uh, set me up as pastor of this church. 
But you know what? I'm not still too high and mighty that I can't go in the bathrooms and clean the toilets if it needs to be. I've done it. Amen. Because God has called me to serve. And he's called us all to serve. So that is our lesson that the Lord gave me uh, this evening. And I have been battling um, the allergies too. Um, that's why some people are, are not here tonight. They're going through the same thing. But uh, I appreciate those that made it out tonight. And again, uh, I'm going to have I'm going to have the church van uh, over here um, Saturday, and we're going to I'm gonna, we're going to pull out for Bowling Green at 3:30. And going up there to fellowship with this other church in this fellowship meeting. Well, the last fellowship meeting was here. It's back up there again. It's back and forth. And so we'll be doing that this coming Saturday. And um, so remember that. And um, Ronnie made the announcement a few minutes ago. We got to get back to pre-service prayer. We had a powerful move in the Holy Ghost this past Sunday. Spirit of God moved in a mighty way. And that just don't come by happenstance. We get out in the world and we go through life and we're battling all kind of devils and everything coming against us. It's good to take a few minutes of time to pray to get, to get our minds clear. So when it's time for service to start, we're ready to roll what the Spirit wants to do. Amen? Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. Let's all pray and thank God for this service. Father God, we come to you right now. We thank you for this service. We thank you for those that made it out. We pray for those that couldn't make it this evening. Thank you for those who are watching by means of the live stream. Keep everybody safe on the road as they get out to drive back to their homes. And bless each and every one this week. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. We love you. In the